This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. What? Yep. It's another one. You're glistening. I know. It's warm in here, guys. We're it's summertime. We are fully committed to making sure we get an episode out because it's hot. In this you room. know what? I find that the more I work out in the summer, the less I sweat in the heat. When did you oh, work shit, out last? So, hey, listen. <laughs> got him got him um, as you can see with me is mr cooper and uh we got a fun one today from one of our um listeners landon but before we dive into it yeah where are we? um yeah well we do we have this super fancy intro now and it's yeah. like america's off-road podcast yeah uh but yeah if you Heck yeah if you skipped that intro you're listening to america's off-road podcast um we totally appreciate all you guys listening tuning in Sending reviews, much appreciated. We do this because we're enthusiasts, not because, uh, not for any other reason, really. Yeah. I mean, it's after hours. We're yeah. hanging out. We love totally. talking about it. Um, so, yeah, if you guys do have questions and you want us to address them on a future episode, you can reach out at pod, podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we will mm-hmm. uh, cover your question. Yeah, <clears throat> tonight tonight's episode is actually a customer question, isn't it? It is, from Mr. Landon. And so, uh, which, which question is this? This one is about, like, taking people greenies. out. Yeah, gr- greenies. Taking them out for the first time. And I have a lot to say about this one because it wasn't that long ago for me. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, really, like, I'm patient. <laughs> well, if, you, if it is your first time, he's a great guy to go out to because he – <laughs> Talk about enthusiasm. This guy loves to wheel, and he loves to teach people how to wheel. So, oh, yeah. yeah, his his question kind of in a nutshell was, like, what are your guys' tips, pointers? Um, how do you pick your lines? You know, <coughs> essentially, what would what do you do um, if you're getting ready to hit the trail with somebody who's totally new to the industry or totally new to the sport of off-roading or overlanding um, and kind of how you would prep them to 
go out and have some fun. Well, we got two ways we can look at this. Like one are these new people that are really good buddies because I wheel with them <laughs> way different than I'd wheel with like some some new like I don't know customer or whatnot that I meet on the trail that we're gonna go wheel it with. Let's let's go with the customer on the trail. <laughs> <coughs> I think that would be more useful to fine the <laughs> fine. I know where you're going with that one. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a great question because uh, I mean everybody you see out there off roading has had a first day on the trail at some point whether it was a year ago or 10 years ago so uh, mine was not that too long ago i got tons to say but i'm going to kind of let you take lead on this one since you're the expert right. in the uh the field and i don't i don't know about expert that's a stretch but uh <laughs> the most I've, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes right but uh you know for me it, it all kind of starts in the uh at the beginning um at the meeting point you know i i like to know who i'm wheeling with for a lot of reasons, and and most of them is, you know, self-sufficiency. Right. Like, okay, if something happens on the trail, who's fixing this? Right. How 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 much skill do these do these uh, do the greenies have? Like, have, did they install their lift kit? Did they tighten up the nuts and bolts that are on this thing? What right. do they know about it? Or did they have a shop do it? You did know? they bring spare parts? Did they bring spare parts? Did they know what spare parts they need to bring? Did they bring recovery gear? Do they have all the stuff that they, the basics that they should have? Right. So usually I start off talking to them about their rig and what they have in it and, and everything else. And, and y usually like with, it's very rare I get someone that's coming out for the first time that isn't nervous. Oh, yeah. Like most of the time there and, and usually, I'm, you know, I t tell them to take a couple of breaths. We're not going <laughs> to we're not going to do anything that's going to damage their rig, which is really all all I'm like. I, w I just want to make sure because if you're spotting someone, they are trusting you with their vehicle. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yep. And that first time you as a spotter jack someone's rig up, you have lost trust with that person. Uh, it might be irreparable depending on how <laughs> bad the damage is. Right. And you learn a lot in that first one minute of talking with that person. Oh yeah. At, totally. at the trailhead on, I mean, you can find out really quick how mechanically inclined they are, or yep. how nervous they are. And, and for those of you that are nervous about going out and wheeling with the group, if you're not experienced with wheeling, I was super nervous wheeling with the people I work with for the first time in like a back road by ourselves in moab and i was terrified of it so oh, it was awesome it's totally okay to be nervous That's it was actually it. fun watching you be terrified <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> that was exciting yeah i learned a lot in a matter of probably a yeah. hundred yards so well um, the the thing is like anytime you it's all about comfort level totally okay 100%. so you've just spent your if this is your first time out you're your massive knowledge and experience are all flat ground paved roads super smooth literally driving over a curb is is the danger involved in day to day but you're comfortable with it because you've right. done it for so long and really that's what it comes down to with off-roading you you've got to get yourself in those uncomfortable situations so that you know what they feel like yep. and what to expect what the attitude of the vehicle is going to be when you put them in those spots when you start putting tires on things and you know to to quote um Chris Durham, who uh, you better get your mind right. <laughs> Great guy. But he said, you know what? Uh, someone who learns how to wheel a, a vehicle with without lockers 
is going to learn a whole heck of a lot more about the attitude of his vehicle and where it's at than someone who wheels with lockers because it's all about tire placement right and really (coughs) when it comes down to the job which is obviously protecting the vehicle which i've already stated as a spotter my goal is to protect their vehicle and get them through the obstacle totally um you know it's it's all about the positioning and where you put the tires and you know understanding that (coughs) if you drop tires down in holes you put the body closer to things yep so trying to stay on top of stuff as sketchy as that may seem sometimes because you can get up there a ways yes it's uh it's a whole lot better than the alternative so you know it's there's no rush for anything and I, i think that's that's the other problem like at least what I see with with newer people on the trail, like they feel like they have to go through it as fast as the experienced guy who went ahead of them. Or if they and get stuck, they're like, "I gotta get out quick." Yeah, and then all of a sudden the throttle the throttle gets happy, <laughs> and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Bump the brakes. You're not <laughs> gonna get out of here at all if we aren't <laughs> careful. But uh, you know, you you move at your own pace. Everybody there is is there because they enjoy wheeling. So nobody's gonna be in a super huge rush. And if they are, well then. They can move on and do their own trail or, you know, it's (laughs) if I've learned one thing from Ultimate Adventure, it's that no whining. Yeah. Like (laughs) be in the moment. Here you are. And and if you are a total novice to this, one of the things that I would say is try and get somewhat to the front of the pack if you can, because one, you're going to have two or three people in front of you that you can watch how they take their lines or how they do what they do. But secondly, like Cooper said, part of the, the fun part of of wheeling is stopping and watching everyone else go through those obstacles. Oh so yeah. if you're up front, you get to see a couple of people in front of you. Then you get to get off the obstacle, turn around, and watch everyone else come up and have the same struggles that you probably had going through the same obstacles. So if you are new and you are going with a group of people, try and get towards the front a little bit. Um, yeah, I can't tell. I can't tell you how many things I learned from Kyle and not doing things <laughs> right. Like I have learned so much from you, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, don't follow me. And what do I, I do? Should I follow Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> and what happened? <laughs> Driveline grenade. Driveline. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. Delete. <laughs> uh, but back to one of the things that oh, I gosh. that I learned really, really quick and is I, to follow I, instructions. <laughs> follow instructions. <laughs> yes. Um, but that you pointed out is the is the whole locker thing. A lot of these people that are building their first off road uh, rig. You know, that's that's a an awesome tool to have in totally. any off-road vehicle. And it's it's a tool in, in, I think, both of our books that is a necessity for a capable off-road rig. But I found very quickly in my first off-road rig, it's like, oh, I'm stuck. Okay, locker's on. And <clears throat> it was actually Dave Chappelle was r- in my passenger seat. And he let me do the whole – and it was only about 150 yards, and then I turned around and came down. And he's like, that was difficult, wasn't it? I said, yeah, yeah I couldn't turn. had your lockers <laughs> on. Like, don't use your lockers yeah. unless you have to. And I was like, oh. Uh, it, it's something that I see every time we go to Moab. Right. Like somebody hits the trail and it's like four-wheel drive, locker, locker. locker. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. And, and it's a great thing to not only from a locker's pers- locker perspective as well, but if, as long as nobody's in danger, like let, let that new person in your group learn. And Oh, totally. If you don't, like having somebody tell you don't lo- use your lockers until you need them, yeah. you don't really fully a- appreciate what is going on right because well, you you, you don't you don't know that oh wow when i 
when I turn those on, it makes steering just about bye impossible. Bye. And the rear rear tires want to push the front tires straight. Right, your vehicle acts completely different, and then you're you're wheeling different. Well, right and the funny thing is, like the vehicle acts completely different if you only have the front locker on too. Right, which I love being able to do lockers independently. Totally, I don't, I don't, I very rarely use the rear locker. Like we got into this conversation, I think on on one of the other podcasts. But if I could only have one locker, it would be the front. Right. You. Th- in <coughs> fact, I had the opportunity to go with you on UA when we went um, over in the northeast side of the mm. states, and that was the first locker that always came on. And rarely did the rear come on. Yeah, it just didn't I mean, it need was to. Once the, and <coughs> and that's that rig in particular. You know, it has so much weight up front. If you get the front on top of the obstacle, it's mm-hmm. pulling the rear up. It doesn't care. Right. Right. <coughs> but. Even even in like Punkin and all the other ones, it's front locker is the first one to come on. Sure. And if I if I need the rear cool, but I like to be able to steer, especially when you get up, yeah. you know, you get up the obstacle and then you realize you got nowhere to go. But <laughs> one way there's like a hairpin oh, turn to the right. Sweet. <laughs> and I don't have enough room to like back up and maneuver the rig enough right. to unload the and there's axles so that they it disconnects the locker yeah totally and that's the other another good learning thing like you yeah you turn your your locker off that doesn't mean you can start turning immediately no. uh-uh. um, those axle shafts from the tires twist and everything they bind up in the locker so they don't allow the the collar to disengage the locker right away you've got to be able to move it a little bit right right the other thing i would i would say if you are somebody listening who is totally green and wants to go wheeling is you cannot go more prepared. I mean, we, we, it's not too, too prepared. Too prepared. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this I, isn't. I meant what you knew. You, you know, yeah, you yeah, see, we're on the same page. <laughs> that, well, um, I know because you've come to me for <laughs> things, and I'm like, why don't you have these? Can these I borrow this? What do you, you mean you need one? to borrow my air down tool? What right. the what? I know, I know, and it's it, it and. There's a lot of truth to that, and this podcast isn't about pushing products in front of you. We're just no. talking about experiences. But well, I'll, it's I'll tell it's you always what. nice to be self-contained, like yes. to be that guy that doesn't have to rely on everyone Other else people. because you end up not getting invited back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that is the case. So, making sure you have just you know the necessities: have a winch, have some airdon tools, have a way to air your tires back up, uh-huh. um, have recovery gear. So if you do get stuck and somebody says, "Oh, hook onto me, I'll help you," you can grab your own recovery gear out of your rig, hook onto somebody else. That that kind of stuff goes a long ways, especially if you're wheeling with people that you have never met before. So. Well, and and that's like the quick, like knowing where your stuff is in the rig. Totally. Like I know exactly where. In fact, usually when we start off on a trail, I will put my recovery gear bag within arm's reach yep. i will put my winch controller within arm's reach yep because usually you're twisted up somewhere not super easy and you can't it's you, not flat you, ground it's <laughs> not like you're gonna open the door and and just get out and go get your gear <laughs> like you're all you're all twisted up and uh having it there so you can easily either hand it to uh your co-driver or right. somebody else that's outside the rig that knows that you need a little assistance um you can hand it to them easier. That's that's the best. Totally. So the, the easier something is, the more likely you are to do it. Yes. Um, one of the things that I thought was interesting in Landon's question um, that I think you have a lot to talk about would be how to pick your your line. Uh-huh. Um, so if you're on an obstacle, <coughs> and, I, and I don't know how much you agree with this, but you know I've been told a lot, put if as long as it's safe, 
Put your tire on the biggest rock. Oh, I like I like to I like to stay on top of things. Right. I mean, there's there's a point where you you've got to watch, um, you know how what the amplitude is of sure. whatever it is you're climbing and, and the length of your rig and the size of your tire and, and you've got to pay attention to that kind of stuff. But uh, um, generally speaking, I will I will stay up on top of things more so than than trying to stay down low and weasel on through and and uh, it's it's. If you're if you're up on top of stuff, the body and everything are away from all the dangers. Exactly. This is not some like I'm gonna flex my Jeep out because there's a big boulder here. Right. You're literally clearancing the entire underside of your vehicle. At that well, point. totally. Well, and there, I, th- I think another part of it was, uh, um, you know, uh, where do where do people go? I, I right. I will generally. Uh, guide someone towards something that I would consider is easy, but I know is outside the realm of what they're comfortable with. Sure. Just so they can start experiencing what some of those obstacles feel like rather than follow me. I mean, most of the time I'm like, Hey, don't follow me. That won't be good. <laughs> I can attest that. I will don't point, follow Cooper. <laughs> I will point out the window which direction you should go. And then uh, if if you're uncomfortable with it, just stop right there and I'll pull up and, and get out and come back and then I'll guide you. And, and when I tell you things, just know that, and, and this is like in Moab, um, uh, it's, it's little movements. Totally. I don't know how many times like I've been spotting someone and I'm like that way and it's like, full lock you're like whoa hold on first of all it's like little incremental movements like you can move and stop and just leave it there right and i'll tell you if you need to go a little bit more or or whatnot so that uh and that all comes with experience and like working with someone and, and learning but if i if i've if i've seen something that's like tough for for noobs it's understanding the the little movements because most of the time they're like cranking it and yeah. just uh, taking a deep breath and knowing that you've got to trust this guy who's spotting you totally. and, and just letting it happen. It's It really is a trust fall, especially oh, it if is. it's your first time out, too. I remember taking the ZR2 out to Moab for the first time. And I- if you've never really put your vehicle through the paces and, and figured out what's comfortable and not comfortable <laughs> with, with the off-camper stuff, right? you would be extremely surprised if you oh, built yeah. your vehicle well you would be mind blown at how, how capable much you can do and how yeah i mean there's times where i'm like there no there's this is not we're gonna i'm fall falling over, over definitely and, fall and over. everyone else is looking at me going what do you do what, why are you waiting like, like you're easy, totally fine easy cynthia you're fine <laughs> <laughs> seriously so <laughs> having y- you know part of i think being a new wheeler is is a hundred percent trusting the person that's spotting you too so i mean if if the person in front of you is capable of spotting you, you gotta, you've got to trust them. Otherwise, you're just running blind. Well, and, and here's the thing, and I think a lot of people, like, forget this, too. Like, I don't know how many times. <coughs> well, I'll, te- I'll tell you why. I had Cameron on quite a few Ultimate Adventures right. before I had someone that could spot. And <laughs> Cameron's interesting. So I don't know how many times, like, okay. I don't feel like what he's telling me feels right based on what the rig is doing. Right. And I've just stopped and gotten out and gone and looked for myself. Totally. And then and then had a conversation with Cameron about what we should probably try and do and where he should guide me. You you're in control of your vehicle. So like by all means if you don't trust something that you're hearing or it feels different than uh, than what you uh, expect it to feel like, stop. 
Yeah. Nobody's nobody's in a rush to watch someone wreck. So no. stop, get out, look it over for yourself, and uh, you know maybe maybe devise some sort of a um, plan with uh, with your spotter at that point in time. Once you can see where the tires are, what they're feeling, and, and most of the time, like you know, the pertinent information when when you're spotting someone is like, okay, is the tire about to come into something that's going to lift it, or is it going to fall off of something you know and and how much space is that because you'll feel like corners start to get light and three wheels is fine it's osho approved three (laughs) points of contact so you're totally fine (laughs) but uh you know the the communication aspect with with noobs and understanding that hey your your tires have to touch things and like you know there are a lot of times people look at me when I'm out wheeling stuff in the full size trucks with the amount of overhang they have and everything else, they make you look at stuff a little bit differently, but I'll I'll turn into obstacles. Right. And I turn into it because when I turn that tire, it moves everything else away and makes that tire come in contact with the rock before like the bumper or the fender or anything else. And then as soon as it starts to lift, I can turn back and it gives me that much more, more clearance for everything. So, and and those all are like little things, you know, something that I did. And a lot of people will probably think this is funny, but I put bricks out in my yard. <laughs> okay. So that when I was driving around, I could put my tires on them without getting out and looking oh. so that I knew where everything was right. while I was driving. Like right. I could drive over the brick. Without looking at the passenger side tire to see where it was, so, so you get it. You more get familiar with your yeah, how wide your rig is, right. how wide your your track width is, so that yep. when you're looking at obstacles and you're trying to gauge, am know, I going to clear route, that or not? <laughs> you know, are are you wide enough to span that gap, right. or are you just going to fall in if you don't keep it right? You know, where where are you going with it? And 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 of course, like when you know. Like there are a lot of times I'll look at I'll look at an obstacle and be like, okay, as long as I get this tire on that spot, I know how wide it is. Everything's gonna be fine. Right. But you can't always look out the window and see where it is. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so it, it's that was one of those like little things I spent a lot of time doing just so that I could get an idea of I know exactly where my tires are. Yep. And it makes it easier to approach obstacles and that's like a super simple little they're probably better ways i'm sure i'm sure some of our uh listeners have have tips and tricks if you've got any little things that you did to uh um help train uh, as far as spatial awareness and everything else send them send them our way and really that's kind of one of the biggest things that it comes down to like the more knowledge you have of where your front tires are and your rear tires are and where they're going the better off you are i think one of the things i've the, probably one of the biggest things I took away from UA when I was spotting you, which was my first time spotting, was I, I focused so much on clearing the front end of the yeah. vehicle <laughs> that I, I didn't pay any attention to the back end of the vehicle. So as you're driving yeah. and you're you're new to wheeling, I, I did a lot of that myself the same times where you might get spotted through an obstacle and you're going, no, I should be turning right, but they're saying keep coming. Because you steer you for the s- rear. You still have a whole back half of your rig to get through that obstacle. Especially full-size rigs. Yes, you, you totally. You steer for the rear. Yeah, and that's something that was really hard for me to grasp until I spent a whole week in Howitzer with you is, is you are not driving for the front of the vehicle. You are driving no. to clear the rear of the vehicle, so you need to make – 
those obstacles and, and turns accordingly. Oh, Otherwise, I remember the day that that you I think probably <laughs> the biggest learning day for you. You also ran like five million miles of winch cable it that day. It was a long day. But that was <clears throat> tight. It was tight, and it was it was not. It, it seemed like there's the whole thing was an obstacle. Oh yeah, the I whole mean we're thing talking that drop boulders. in was like Everywhere. so awesome. Yeah. It was killer, and then you snuck between two really, really <laughs> tight trees, and then it was just, and what would you say that was? Maybe 100 yards Oh up, yeah, that was it, and it took us, the whole crew, the majority of the day to get through. Totally. And it was pouring It rain. was like moss-covered rocks yeah. that just, I could not believe it how was little traction there was. It was a killer trail. But yeah, I mean, it, it really woke my eyes up to like, okay, here's this obstacle. If I tell Cooper to go over this, I still have to worry about the back half of the vehicle. And it took me a while to really kind of really understand how to do that. And if you're driving, you're going to, you're going to grasp that a lot sooner since, you know, it's your vehicle, but yeah, right. wheel placement and knowing where those wheels are is going to make your life a heck of a lot easier when you're out on the trail. Right. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's, well, there's, there's more, I mean, there are things that, you know, as far as, as, as that exact thing that we're talking about, steering right. for the rear, um, you know, you could set up a garbage can in a parking lot totally. or whatnot and just drive next to it as close as you can and start turning at yeah. different increments just so you, you see. I mean, at some point in time, you're going to realize that, okay, the front turns and it drags the rear into the garbage can. At what point in time? Will do I need it? to be turning? And it's the middle of the tire. Right. That's where, because that's the pivot point. Yep. Where everything will start to move away. So the more of that stuff you can do, the more of that stuff you can learn in, in a controlled environment, the easier it is. Because then you can start figuring out, okay, if I need to suck this corner tight around, say, that garbage can, you're going to have to start off a whole heck of a lot wider. Wider, right. And, and that way you can turn turn into it more and sometimes you don't have that option so you got to figure out how you're gonna you're gonna pivot the rig totally it's and that's where the gear that you put on that's i mean i i pivot off of the rock sliders all, all the, the time. time yeah <laughs> which is again another crazy useful tool it's not <sighs> just there to look pretty or yeah protect your uh your belly pan you can use that as a tool oh, yeah and howie and even your uh even pumpkin i've seen it done oh. a ton they work awesome but it even the spatial awareness does not only apply, and again, I keep going back to this because I learned so much that trip, but it doesn't only apply to where your tires are. If you're like us and you like to camp in very remote places and you have a rack and a rooftop tent or something like that. You better know where all that stuff is. You better know <laughs> where it is because you're if you dragging down the forest yes. <laughs> or leaning into it, stuff. I, I mean, I've seen countless times people put trees. I've personally put a tree into my rooftop tent at our local ORV park because I completely forgot it was up there. Um, so if you do have stuff on the top of your vehicle, make sure, you know, if you're in a place or a wooded area, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. forget, you, you're looking at obstacles, look up and down too because you don't want to rip that stuff off your rig. No. Um, probably. It might, it right now it might take you a year and a half to replace <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the way inventory is, we can have one to you in 2022. Yeah. Um, party on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then just, I mean, we could we could talk for days and days and days, but there's a lot of little things, too, from recovery aspects um, that I've learned as a new. Um, oh, man, recovery <laughs> could be its own thing. It could. Like, seriously, the amount of stuff that I've, one, 
done and done wrong. Right. And then learned from and figured out. And really where I learned the most is snow wheeling. Yes. Because it just gets, I mean, y- you're going to have to recover. There's yeah. going to be a lot of time spent recovering. So figuring out how, how to pull a rig and pull a rig right. Totally. Like it, it, and there's, I, that's one of the things like recovery is one of those things like I have a lot of fun with that. It really is fun because it, <coughs> you, and it gives you the opportunity to use these expensive parts. Right. I mean, wenches aren't cheap. All the other components aren't cheap, but it gives you the opportunity to. The thing I like with snow wheeling, especially with you, is like never has it ever felt like you're in a really dangerous yeah, situation. We're going to die. I mean, you're stuck in deep snow. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I've got to figure out how to get my rig No out flashbacks of to the movie Alive. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Was that no? Was that was the Chilean soccer team that crashed a plane in the mountains, oh. and they they had to like figure out new ways to survive. To survive, and well, there was a pretty abundant protein source. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you take, I mean, one snow. I'm pretty sure I'd eat fine. It <laughs> it fresh <laughs> it freshens freshens your entire recollection of of your parts your tools how oh to yeah. use them um it, it's just a crash course and um it, it gives you a huge boost of confidence when you're going out to dry wheeling and well and there's like there's there is so much to it like what side of the rig are you attaching oh yeah. to oh which yeah. way are you pulling which way are the tires going what do you yep. need to do in relation because like a lot of people will steer like they're driving right and you can't because you're getting dragged yeah you have to steer where you want the front to go. Like I've seen multiple times where it rigs like on a, on the edge of a cliff and I'll yank low side in the rear. Right. And pull them back and tell them to steer the wheel driver side, which yeah. they can't understand. But the thing is, if they go passenger, it drops the nose down. The yep. Hill. If they go driver, I drag the whole thing back and the whole thing like crab walks sideways. Yep. Totally. And that's how it works. <clears throat> the one thing I've learned 101 crash course on recovery if you're hooking up to something like a i don't know maybe a tree oh yeah make sure yeah, that happened it's a live tree <laughs> hey did anyone tell you anything about that like 10 seconds oh, 20 yeah, seconds sure, prior? probably yeah I was, oh i, I think was you know exactly <laughs> where i'm going with this i just saw a big tree i was like there's no way this tree's dead i'm looking at the base of it like it's huge it's literally big tree 20 seconds prior <laughs> hey look up that make sure there are leaves on it there was no leaves no, no, no leaves we could tell because it was on the ground yeah we pulled it i mean we're talking a big tree and i dove howitzer is ten thousand pounds it's a, it's a big truck that's a lot of lbs's it's a lot i don't even we could convert it to kgs <laughs> but it doesn't sound as cool but I guess the the point of that for a uh, green 101 crash course would be like be aware of your surroundings if you are in a recovery yeah. situation. Yeah, you dove out of the way. Of that look <laughs> real quick. Yeah. Um, look at your surroundings. Make sure before you go start a poll or do anything crazy, just make sure everything is checked, safe, secured, um, so that way there is no crazy accidents. Yeah. But funny, funny other thing I'm just thinking of right now, the gear in your vehicle. Yeah. I've I've seen people get injured because they rolled over and the gear in their vehicle hit them. Yeah, that's right. a big <coughs> one. 
Yeah, because I mean, there are some <laughs> some guys have a lot of tools and whatnot. They haul with them or uh, drive lines. Shoot, one <laughs> snatch block. Those things. Oh my gosh, they're not light. They're not light at all. Secure secure your gear. Yes, you mm-hmm. don't, and, and even not only gear, but like coolers, everything in your rig. When you're going to hit the trail, anything that would hurt if it hit you, make sure it's strapped <laughs> down. It doesn't have to look pretty, but as long as it's secure to your vehicle, that will make a big difference. Not only if you do get into the unfor- unfortunate situation where you do have a rollover or something, yeah. but it's not going to be bouncing around, making a ton of noise and distracting you from what your main goal is, which um, is. To not damage your to vehicle. not damage your vehicle and and really you know this kind of opens up a whole bunch of other things like when I take my kids out in the UTVs and whatnot my number one thing we talk about is okay if we start going over what do you do that was lots of people like to grab head. roll cages or windows or things like that no nope. grab your seatbelt no grab your grab your harness. I learned that the hard way. You grabbed your <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you took that trail map. But it was the same thing. I mean, it's something that it, it surround yourself with people that have the same enthusiasm we do, if you can, because that was one thing that every time we hit the trail was reminded to me. Okay, if you hit a, if you get a dirt nap, if you feel like you're going over, grab your harness. Grab your harness. Don't touch anything else. Don't touch a steering wheel. Don't touch anything. Grab your harness. And the first time I ended up rolling one of our X3s, it's exactly, it was second nature. My hands went straight to my shoulders, and I was like, here we go. Um, but yeah, there's there's, and then we all laughed at you, and then it was just a then we laughed shame, at him, and we pulled him back over, we <laughs> laughed at him some more, <laughs> and I think that's that's a great point though is is back to kind of the original thing that you mentioned is everybody's out there to have fun, yep. Um, so if you do, we got flies in here. Look at that. It's um, he likes you. You're attracting <laughs> him. If you do, unfortunately, have some sort of even if you break or you tip over or something everything gets back up you get back on the trail you got to brush it off um don't let it get to you and just enjoy it and have no, fun. at least not right then maybe maybe when you get the bill from the body shop <laughs> but not right, right then but it i mean it's it's about having fun and if if you get down and you start getting frustrated that's just going to come out in your driving and oh uh, yeah oh boy you just don't drive s- angry stay calm have fun um and just enjoy it really yep and hopefully no one was injured and nope nothing was damaged so and it is is kind of a tough topic to cover because we could break it down into like so many different aspects a ton so i mean we covered a lot and it was kind of food kind of like know how long your day's gonna be (laughs) so you can pack food because everything for me revolves around (laughs) food we're going out for how many hours okay Okay, i need need to know (laughs) i need to know how many meals do i plan all right right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hopefully, I mean, if you're new and you're wanting to get into this, um, hopefully that ha- kind of helps you out. But at the end of the day, really what it comes down to is the camaraderie, mm-hmm. the friendships you build. It's fun. And most of the time when you're wheeling places like Moab or something, you're going to have some absolutely epic scenery. Yeah. Um, and just like patience. It, yeah. Like totally. just just know that it's not a race. No, nobody's trying to you're, be you're, the fastest. You're already at the destination. Yeah. Now just uh, – enjoy it yeah totally hopefully uh that was a little bit of uh an answer to your question landon i appreciate you reaching out and suggesting that topic uh if you guys have a topic you want us to cover or touch more on that we've already covered Mm -hmm. make sure you email us podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com if you do give us a review it is much appreciated like i said this is all organic we're doing it because we love it we're enthusiasts um take a screenshot of that review send it to podcast at off-road power products along with an image of the vehicle you drive or 
yeah. the campsite that you typically set up. Um, and who knows? Maybe you'll get something in the mail from us. Oh, what? I don't know. Maybe. What might they get? Shirt, hat, stickers. I don't what? know. What? Gift card. Who knows what's coming? We're creeping up on 50 episodes, too. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be a fun one. Guys, got to stay tuned. We're going to do something crazy for 50 episodes. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. Again, YouTube, you can watch us and see our wonderful faces and the fly that kind of followed us through this episode. Yeah. Or you can check us out. Spotify. We should name that fly. <laughs> it's just chilling right there. Let's on the front of the name table. him Steve. Steve. All right. We'll see how Steve will see how long he lasts <laughs> uh thanks for tuning in guys we'll see you next time on america's opera podcast booyah <laughs> <laughs>